Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. DJ and PK brought to you in part by SNS Roofing. This segment brought to you by SNS Roofing, where their huge winter and spring sales event is going on right now. You can save thousands on a new roof. Call pound 250 and say SNS Roofing for your free bid. DJ and PK, it is time to welcome in Weber State basketball coach Randy Ray. The Wildcats getting ready for the Big Sky Tournament. Randy, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? We are good. I I was curious if you're really feeling March Madness or if in the bizarreness that is this season, you're on to the next thing. It's labeled March Madness, but everything is its own thing, and it's not really comparable to previous years. It's different. <laughs> it's it's a little different, but, um, you know, it was the weirdest year ever, obviously. Everybody knows that. It was just strange from the get-go, and it was strange all the way through, and but, you know, we've gotten to play some basketball games, so what actually ended up happening compared to what could have happened, you know, where we couldn't, you know, there's a chance we wouldn't, weren't going to have a season, it's all good. It's been good. It really has. But, uh, no, you know, everybody's getting ready for the conference tournaments now, and, and we're getting excited. Everybody's getting excited. So it's, it's a little weirder, stranger, because of all the protocols and all the things that you've got to do to stay safe and to test negative, that's, that part's really weird, so it's a little different, but bottom line is we get to play some more games. So I guess if you define weird as losing five games in the conference that you didn't play, and then one of them minutes before, and then you have a senior day on a day you don't even have a game, if that's your definition of weird, Randy, well, then you got me. <laughs> that was weird, PK. That was weird, yeah. I mean, we ended up losing... You know, it's kind of, I'll be honest with you, our kids have done a good job, and we've been fortunate because we have not had a positive case since August. Right. Um, so we, we were lucky. Um, but, yeah, we lost four home games during conference play. We didn't lose our, uh, you know, we only lost one road game, so we played nine road games, which is two or three more than anybody else in our league. Yeah. We got, we got you know, the last senior day coming up. We're excited. Seniors are excited. And about two hours before the game, I get a call from Coach Smiley at UNC, and I saw his phone number or his name come across the phone. I said, "Well, this is not going to be a good phone call," <laughs> and uh, and it wasn't. And you know, it was protocols we had to, you know, and the Big Sky decided it wasn't safe to play. So, but we did have Senior Day with no fans, pretty much our team and a few family members, and we got to celebrate that. So that was good. So yeah, I guess. It was weird, PK. It was weird. It was different, for sure. So, you know, you try to handicap these conference tournaments and you've seen a limited number of games and you try to figure out the best teams. You try to figure out who's hot. Uh, and PK kind of referenced it here. You're 17-5, and five, which in any year, that's a good record. And you're 12-3 and three in league. And you, know, you try to throw out some of the early season stuff. And so you started 3-3. Three and three. And you played a lot of non-conference stuff on the road. I think you only had 
one or two home games up to that point. Um, right. So then I look, and you're like, well, they were 14-2-4. 14 wins, two losses, and four canceled games uh, after the loss of BYU dropped you to 3-3. Three and three. But it looks like a three-team. I mean, anyone could do it. But you and Eastern Washington and SUU are all jammed up at the top of the league there. You're separated by a half a game or so. And Eastern Washington, you didn't play them, and you split the two games with SUU. So I have no idea what to expect. Can you give us any idea what to expect? I don't know if you can ever say you know what's going to happen in a conference tournament any year, to be honest with you, DJ. Um, But I do know, you know, Eastern's got a very good team. I know Southern Utah's got a very good team. You know, uh, we've had a really good season. Uh, But you get into those conference tournaments, and anybody can beat anybody. But um, it looks like those three teams, you know, have separated themselves. But then you got to look at, you know, what what did everybody do in in conference play? You know, some teams didn't have to play on the road very much, and they played more home games. And so it's a little bit harder to handicap when it, the the schedule has been so lopsided and so skewed and unbalanced. Maybe it's harder. And we didn't get the chance to play Eastern, and they were supposed to come to our place for two games. So it's hard to know. You know, I don't. You know, I think we got a good basketball team. We've had a really good season. They have too. How do we match up? I don't know exactly. You know, hopefully you get a chance to play them. So I think this year with and, and we're a conference that when games we weren't allowed to make up games. A lot of conferences, they like the Pac-12 and the Mountain West, they canceled games or postponed them, and they got to make most of those up, and we weren't allowed to. So that even made it a little more difficult to kind of say who's what and who's all that. But so it is a little bit harder to say what will happen. I'm wondering, Randy, if the situation this year versus last year, you weren't good last year and you turned it around this year, if it reminds you of uh, last time you went through this, uh, 2014-15, you weren't good, and then you came back in 15 and 16 and you just dominated. Do you see any similarities there? You know, a little bit. PK, um, we had to, you know, last year we weren't good. Uh, we had to flip our roster. We brought in nine new guys, and basically we got, you know, our top six guys were all new from last year. And that's been a challenge because we've had to try to get this team on the same page and playing together and buying into team and all that kind of stuff. And that took us some time to do that. But, uh, but, but it is a little bit similar in the fact that, uh, we weren't quite as good, and then, you know, we got better the next year. And, and I feel that way about this year's team compared to last year's team. We're much, much better than we were last year. And, uh, you know, we just got better players. We got older. We got a lot older. You know, we took nine guys, and eight of them were transfers just to become older. Yeah. Um, and there were some anxious times doing that for sure. But but they worked out, and they're really good kids, and they bought into our culture. and. They really bought into playing for each other. You know, everybody told me, hey, if you're going to take transfers, you know, they're going to be selfish. They're playing for themselves. They don't care about team. And a lot of that is true sometimes. But we had these kids that we brought in pretty well vetted. And then when we got them here, you know, we let them know from day one, uh, if you're here to play for your own personal agenda, you might as well leave right now because it ain't going to work. I'm not going to play. And, and, uh, and the kids really bought into it. But it took us some games to get comfortable playing together in games in practice you can it's not the same you have to play games to 
you know, define who your identity is and get these kids to, to see if we move the ball and play together and, and uh, take myself out of it and just play for your teammates, you know, we got a chance to be pretty good. And when they started to see that working in games, then it really clicked. And we did. We got better, and, and it ended up being a good basketball team. So you've got, it looks like, an eight-man rotation here, and they've all played, you know, at least 18 of the 22 games, and they're all playing at least 15 minutes, right? So of those eight mm-hmm. guys, four of them shoot 40% or better from three, and a fifth guy is at 39.7. So you didn't just take transfers, did you? You were looking for a specific skill set, and you wanted three-point shooters. And none of those guys are your leading scorer. Yeah, no, you're right. We uh, when we uh, when we needed to, we flipped the roster last year. We're number one thing we wanted to do was we had to get older. You know, the last couple of years before this, uh, we uh, we we've, we've had some injuries, and the injuries occurred to all of most of our older guys. So it forced our young kids to play more, and they weren't they weren't ready. You know, and so we ended up being younger. And so number one thing we wanted to get older. Uh, and the second thing is we needed to get bigger and stronger. We needed to have better shooting and we needed some length. And we also, uh, needed some guys, just, just more guys that had, that were good basketball, good all around basketball players, guys that had a feel for the game, you know, smart guys that felt the game, skilled guys that could pass, shoot and handle. And, uh, you know, we thought we did that when we recruited them, but you never know until we get them here. And then we got them here, and we and we felt like we we addressed those needs pretty well. And so uh, we we had we had been shooting the ball really well. We are bigger, stronger. We got bigger bodies. We're older. Uh, we've got guys that have a good feel for the game, smarter guys that that figure out the game. Uh, and so we were looking for specific things, obviously, because last year we didn't shoot the ball well and. And we were didn't weren't big enough and strong enough and all that kind of stuff. So uh, I felt like we addressed those needs and it worked out pretty well. So I think you get the winner of Montana Idaho, correct? Uh, yes. And you swept Idaho, but Montana you split. Now both those games were on the road with Montana, and that, that's the way it was this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, and it was screwed up here. We already addressed that. Uh, I, and I don't know. I don't know if Montana's going to win or uh, Idaho's going to win. But how do you handicap that potential matchup? I, you know, I, on paper you would look. You know, Montana's probably going to got a good chance to win that game. Yeah. You know, and we played those guys twice up at their place. They beat us the first game, and then we beat them the second game. Um, they got a, you know, they got a talented team. They're they're a little bit younger than they normally are. Uh, and they've been a little bit inconsistent, but they got a talented team. Idaho's had, you know, a pretty tough season. Um, they had some new guys this year. They didn't win a lot of games. Um, so I guess on paper you think, yeah, it's probably going to be Montana, but you never know in a conference tournament, right? I mean, anything can happen. So we got to just kind of prepare a little bit this week for a little bit of both and then figure out Wednesday who we're going to play. But, uh, you know, both teams – um, you know, we played both teams on the road, um, and we swept Idaho. So, uh, you know, we got a pretty good feel for both teams. We got to play both of them twice. Uh, we kind of know what they're all about and what the matchup looks like and what we got to do to have a chance, uh, playing either one. So it's going to be, uh, it's always interesting, you know, 
when you got a quick turnaround, you find out Wednesday who you're going to play, and then you got to get ready to play Thursday. So, but well, you know, with COVID, you know, it does, it just doesn't matter who you're going to play. You're just thankful to be playing. We're thankful that we're having a conference tournament. We're thankful that we we've been able to play. We played 16 games in 50 days. Yeah, uh, we played straight through for about eight weeks, and uh, and so we've been we've been at it pretty well. And so I, we've been blessed. Um, you know, there's a lot of teams that play a weekend, they cancel a weekend, they, you know, maybe two, and so we've been really fortunate. And knock on wood that it stays that way. We're just excited to go play another game. Randy Ray, Weber State men's basketball coach, joining us. Have they told you what the protocol is if you get that kind of call you got you know, a couple hours before the Northern Colorado game? Are they going to delay stuff a game? Will there be forfeits? Uh, I mean, it's been dicey in the regular season, but tournaments get even more complicated. Yeah, it sure does. Um, I was told yesterday that there's four teams that went to conference tournaments that when they got there, they tested positive. Uh Somebody told me that, and what I think is what's going to happen is if, if we if somebody gets over there and they test positive, they're done. They got to leave. You know, they got to get out of there fast. Um, and so they just move on the team that they were going to play, right? So you know, let's say they get over there tomorrow and, and Idaho or Montana test positive. Well, they got to get out and go home, and the next team advances, and they just kind of keep moving up teams that they were supposed to play. And let's knock on wood that that doesn't happen to anybody because that would be pretty hard for anybody to take. But, but I think that's the protocol. And so, and we're testing every day. We've been test start. We started Sunday, and we're going to test every day and game day and everything. Uh, and then once we get to the tournament and the hotels, you know, you pretty much you got to pretty much bubble it up. You know, you're not allowed to go many places. It's going to be hotel room, meeting room, and then the arena. And then there's nothing in between. So that's what they're going to make us do, which is, you know, what we've kind of been doing anyway, to be honest with you. So you've mentioned, Randy, multiple times here in this conversation, gratitude for the opportunity to play, justifiably so. Do you think that's maybe heightened the focus and awareness of the guys? Now, you've got a more veteran team here anyway, so you have some maturity. But because of the situation, how much has that increased that uh, focus and concentration and all the things necessary to produce a winning product out on the floor? Well, I do, I do think it's been important. I think it's been important to have, a, like I say, an older team as well, a more mature team. Um, you know, our guys, we, we usually have some guys in the dorms when we move, you know, start school. We moved all of our guys out of the dorms. We put them in an apartment. We try to put them as close together as possible and bubble them up. And then we, you know, we were pretty hard on them about, hey, if you want to play basketball this year, you're going to mask up. You're going to social distance. You're not going to be around people. So these kids have sacrificed their college life to play basketball. And they've given up the social aspect and obviously the aspect of being able to go to class in person. And everything's online. So they have sacrificed a lot. And I think when you have an older group, I think they handle it. They've handled it really well. And they, they're more mature about it. And, and in some ways, it's really brought our team and probably most teams closer together because that's your family. That's, that's who you're going to be with. You don't, you're not allowed to go hang out with girlfriends and buddies and all this kind of stuff as much. And it's brought teams that allow themselves, if you, you know, your team better like each other. 
if they don't like each other and respect each other, it's probably going to be a hard year because they're they're going to spend a lot of time. And our team really likes each other, and they like being around each other. And I think it's made them even closer so that when you do get on the court, you have more of a bond. And and uh, and these guys have, have embraced. You know, I told them before every game, hey, let's embrace the opportunity. We get to play a game today. Gosh, dang it, there's a lot of teams that don't get to do that. So let's make the most of it and do it together and go fight for each other. And, and they've done that. And it's been fun to watch. And it's been fun to watch our team as the season's gone on even become even more closer. Randy Ray, Weber State basketball coach, joining us with the Big Sky Tournament coming up. And Southern Utah finished a half game in front of Weber State in Eastern Washington. So there's three teams that have separated. And, you know, only one can win the tournament. Only one can qualify for the NCAA. But things happen so fast. Have they gone over the protocol of what happens to the champion? Normally you'd come home and there'd be a viewing party the next day and you'd celebrate the announcement of where you're playing and who you're playing. But with the bubble and the tournament isn't around the country, it's all in Indianapolis. Do you just have to stay in the hotel, wait for the announcement? Do you fly to Indy? How, how does that work? Yeah, we were told that uh, whoever wins the tournament on Sunday, they'll fly right to Indianapolis and get to your hotel room and kind of bubble up, you know. So there's no in-between time. Um, uh, the championship game will be played Saturday the winner gets on a plane and they go right there. And it's just your limited travel party, right? I mean, it's it's not going to be family. Now, your family can get out there. But, it, it, you know, even at the conference tournament, if you have family coming, you don't get to see them, you know, so we're bubbling up. So, yeah, it's it's just going from one thing to the next. So whoever wins it, they just go right on Sunday to Indianapolis and sit in the hotel room and go practice and figure out when you're going to play and who you're going to play and move on. So... Kind of very different, right? <laughs> very different. But, hey, it's, it'd be great. <laughs> Nobody's going to complain. I don't think they will complain. I know we wouldn't complain if we're fortunate enough to, to get to that point. Well, Randy, good luck in the tournament. We'll be tracking it to see how you do, and uh, hopefully it'll work out for you. Thanks for coming on the air for a few minutes. Yeah, thanks a lot. Guys, really appreciate you having me. Thank you. Randy Ray, Weber State men's basketball coach.